First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast, the pod of the everyman. It's Jordan and Drew slanging it on the reel, doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our back, just to make it fair and all the other bozos spread about the land. Episode 159, Drew solo pod was very good until I crashed it last week. Uh, I'm going to try and shut up and let him do as much solo work as possible. Drew. Listen, man. How you doing? I'm not a system player. I am the system. Yeah. I am the system. Man, three words we heard last week that we you never thought You wanted to retire on the Two Beers podcast, but, you know, th- we didn't want you there. That's it. Uh, <laughs> three, th- We heard th- three epic words we didn't think we'd be saying this week. Down goes Fury! Down goes Fury! Oh, man. Crazy. Oh, let's get, let's, let's get into the niceties, my man. Let's get into them. Bart, sorry if, I, if I'm a little muffled. I got a little... I got a little head cold. I only got a few hours of sleep. Got a little tingle going. Yeah, I only got a few hours of sleep the other night, and mainly because I went to bed late. And then the Clippers had to once again do a you know three a.m. trade, and I don't know how to turn notifications on my phone off, so my phone just kept buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Rachel Starr is not texting me at three a.m. I don't care. And then by by five thirty, I had to look at it, and then I saw. I was like. Ugh. Well, now I'm not going to sleep. I, I appreciate your loyalty to porn stars from like 12 years ago. That's that's impressive. Hey, man. She's my OG. Um, all right. Well, I guess let's, we should break into positions for the world famous two brew salute. And a three. Three. And two, a two. One. And a one. Beautiful. I don't know the words, so I can't do what you do. For spacious skies. There it is. There it is. All right. What I believe to be Pittsburgh's newest brewery, Back Alley Brewing Company, I am drinking a Mountain of Gold Pittsburgh-style lager. Only 4.5%. I assume a Pittsburgh-style lager tastes like sweat, iron ore, Obesity and championships. Let's see how it goes. That sounds so delightful. Oh, it's del- it's it's exactly what it t- it tastes like. Najee Harris, remember how to play football? All of a sudden, that's that's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> tastes Sweat, like- iron ore, obesity, and championships. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Uh, I'm I'm pretty boring tonight, man. I just got a Heineken light. Mountain of gold. Uh, I got a damn. This is this is hitting it, baby. Yeah, nice. I got a refill, man. I got a refill. Um, so, all right, leave hey us man, the promise, Landrew. Bro, so boxing. We laughed about it. We joked about it. We talked about how it wasn't going to do anything for us. And my lord, Saudi Arabia with all the stars. Vince McMahon, The Undertaker, Wicked, 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 Slim Shady, Eminem. The three-belt heavyweight champion of the world, Alexander Usyk, Mike Tyson, Pacquiao, you name it. 
all the stars were out in Saudi Arabia. Apparently, the Saudis paid these people to be there, which I don't understand how they make any money on this stuff and why they pay all the money for this stuff, but that's a conversation for another day. We had the battle for the baddest man on the planet, J.O. We had the heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury versus Francis Naganu, who's, we decided, some type of former um, UFC champion who apparently bet on himself and uh, parted ways with the UFC, which I learned from the uh, boxing Inside Boxing Law podcast. I didn't, I didn't realize that he parted ways with Dana White, and there was bad blood there. But we had it. Uh, and in the third round, Francis Naganu puts Tyson Fury on his ass, J.O. Now, were you? I was at a wedding. Were you watching this live, or were you streaming it, or were you just following along on Twitter? I was just following along on Twitter. I was I was not watching or streaming. Uh, so I, I was actually it was a rare, and when I say rare, I, I'm talking about maybe once a year date night with my wife. Oh, and so we're out ordering, you know, delicious steaks, having a nice dinner, and uh, all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know if I was getting messages or i just happened to look down on my phone and i and i saw the the pling pling and i, I went out to twitter and i'm like oh my god oh my god i'm like uh, uh, babe i'm sorry I, I just i just gotta follow along here i got I, so i was just kept refreshing twitter and sure enough which which is hilarious because i i called you at what like four o'clock in the afternoon right before i left for the wedding and you were like nagano won didn't he and i'm like what you're like I just I assumed you were calling me to tell me that Naganu knocked knocked Fury out, and I was like, ah, oh, no, that has it, it. It doesn't start till tonight. We're we're fine. And then you actually the one who then calls me and tells me that, oh my god, he knocked him down. <laughs> so good, so good. So Naganu knocks down Tyson Fury. Only a ten round fight, which you know, again, if if you cared about accurate information, this isn't the podcast for you. I thought it was a full twelve rounds. A uh, lot of lot of mixed feelings. I I went back, I watched the fight. Fury didn't look sharp. Really. I- Oh, like like one of those like weird YouTube. Shows yeah, one of the yeah, it's, it, okay. yeah, and not I I don't recommend those things because they're 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 just weird. It's it's tough angles, but for this I didn't think I really needed it. Um, listen, Nagano Nagano looked like a guy that actually watched probably watched some tape on Tyson Fury, um, and put put in a lot of work to get prepared for this. And Fury looked like a guy who, while he may have trained twelve weeks, like he said didn't really take Francis Naganu seriously and more more than anything really underestimated his strength and his power because while Fury's fought like Wilder's a tall guy but Wilder's like what a buck or you know 220 soaking wet I know he bulked up for the third fight to like 235 but still like Fury Fury's so used to outweighing guys like Naganu is almost Fury's height and he came in at like 270 I think and Fury came in at like two seventy seven, so it's not like like the, the that 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 thing that Fury does where he uses his his body and his weight to wear you down and, and comes to his advantage. These other guys like like he didn't really have that with Nagano. wasn't gonna be able to use it. And Nagano like look he slipped he slipped some of Fury's go to patented moves, and that's where you know he did that when he when he clipped him and knocked him in. Those and he probably hit him in the side of the head, and you know whether or not that's a legal hit, like whatever. I thought it was pretty clean. Um, yeah, and you know Fury had to go back and actually start boxing, and like you thought, out volumed him and jabbed him. In no way did Francis Ngannou win this fight. Let's just get this out of the. Let this get that. I watched the whole thing, and I'm a guy that was actually almost rooting for Fury to lose, if not for what would have been a rematch clause. He did not lose the fight. Ngannou, if anything, I think he won. I would say he won seven of the three, seven of the ten rounds. But the Ngannou knockdown just makes the scoring a little bit closer. 
Nagato didn't win the fight. I don't want to hear. I don't want to. Some of these, some of these guys that were in there saying, you know, Naganu uh, applied more pressure and landed harder punches. These are the same people that said my man Lomachenko didn't win the undisputed title. You can't have it both ways, all right? This, this isn't this isn't LeBron Land, okay, where we get to do everything both ways and talk both sides out of our mouth. He did not win the fight. It was an incredibly close fight because of the knockdown. He performed way better than we thought he was, or thought that he was going to. I should say. But he didn't win the fight. Fury won the fight. He looked awful doing it. And let's just put it behind us. Let's move on. Let's get us to the undisputed title fight now between Usyk and Fury, which Fury was Fury was pounded his chest that it had to happen December 23rd because there were rumors that Usyk needed a 13-week training camp. And uh, two days later, Fury's telling everybody, I'll see you next year, everybody. Have a Merry have a Merry Christmas. Uh, so that fight ain't happened until February. So, um, you know, that's what we gotta do. And if Nagano wants, listen, if Nagano wants to do this boxing thing, fuck it. Put him, Deontay Wilder ain't fighting anybody anyway. He's fought one round in three years. Get it, put him in there a Wilder. Let's see. Like I don't, I don't like that for Joshua. I want to see Joshua fight like serious people. But hell, if Andy Ruiz, who just talks about paydays, wants it, let's get it in. I'd, I'd love to see Nagano put Andy Ruiz out of out of boxing. Your thoughts? I was enjoying the monologue. Um. Yeah, uh, you covered everything from the Fury angle. I mean, just like I said, just seems like you didn't take it seriously. But from the Nganu angle, uh, good for him. Um, Great for him. He, yeah. If Ten, he mil- $10 million to, dollar bag. Yeah, if he stays in boxing, I think I, I'd rather see him pick up a win first against like a, like a Franklin or somebody like that just to see like, okay – was this just a random one-game thing where he just, you know, performed really well and Fury was off his game and that's that was just like a fluky night kind of thing? Or can he go in there against a veteran who um, – who did uh, – who was the late fill-in for Big Baby? Uh, Martin, right? Uh, yeah, Martin, Charles Martin. Put, put him in there versus, you know, a, a Franklin, a Forrester – uh, or a forest, I mean, and um, a Martin, and see what he does. Um, honestly, the biggest, uh, mat- I think, matchup, the-, the best matchup would be him versus Big Bang Jang. Is- that was the the first one oh. I thought of. Or if you don't want to go to that level. How about him and the see- Juggernaut? Um, yeah, that could, that could be it. Or him and... Um, uh, but, but, um, you know, just do like, you, there's tears as weird as it is. There's actually a stratus, you know, a stratosphere, a, a, a couple tiers within the heavyweight division. So I, I'd say start them out against winnable fights instead of the top guys and let him progress a little bit, get some confidence, get, you know, if he, if he goes for two boxing matches and loses the fury and then gets KO'd by Wilder. I'm not, I'm not saying that would happen, but it certainly could happen. Uh, then it, he, I think he kind of loses a little bit of his luster. Maybe, um, put him in there against someone who he could have some success and kind of build off of, I, I think, but, um, that's, that's what I would do if, if I okay. were managing him. Yeah. I mean, 
I, don't no, I know. know. I, I know. He, I know. There's age is a factor, so you're not talking about like a five fight campaign. You're probably talking about one or two, and then set him up for like two or three mega fights and yeah. ages like thirty. Because he's what thirty five. I the right? guy. I I don't know. I I know you said it last week, but I just didn't care because I didn't care about the fight. <laughs> uh, I'll look it up again real quick, but I. I I'm think if you could spend like a year doing one or two, nah. Kind kind of. Uh, oh, he's thir- he's already thirty seven. Go try so. to grab twenty. Go try to go try to grab twenty million and fight Deontay Wilder. Just go. He's, just go do it. He's he's thirty seven. So there's no. Uh, may, maybe just one fight then. I I uh, I don't know. Well, I don't nah, care. Go, Whatever. Good good go do it. Go do it. All right. So that's that. Uh, this week in boxing. Uh, was supposed to be the return of my man, Robes Ramirez, defending his uh, his featherweight um, championship. But unfortunately, they had bigger plans and moved him to Heisman. Well, I guess it's not even going to be Heisman Day anymore, unfortunately, because it's in South Florida. But that's not a hurt there. Uh, so the undercard of the, or the co-main was going to be our man, uh, Ajefe Ajagba. Uh, and now he's the main event. Um Last two fights, he's looked more uh, not skittishy. Is that the word? Uh, since Frank Sanchez beat him, he was he he fought a he fought a safe fight two fights ago. Um, he looked really good, or three fights ago. He looked really good two fights ago, and his last fight was a disqualification because the guy that he fought who was undefeated and um in in, in somewhat contender status just punched him in the. The cock like seven times, which was just so weird that day. Oh, yeah, um, that, was, that was so awesome. <laughs> that was so weird. Um, so he's back. I have no idea who he's fighting. Who is this guy? Um, oh, I just closed it down. Hold on. Here, I got it. Be... I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Hold on. It's supposed to be your monologue. I uh, whatever. It, this he, Joe 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 Goodall. Joe Goodall. Joe Goodacre. Sandy Goodacre. Whatever. Uh, ten rounds. Uh, go listen. Go knock him out, and let's set up uh, Ajabe versus Big Baby. That's been we've been on that for what nine months on the pod now. That that's that's kind of the the next step up we'd want to see for Big Baby, and they're both with top rank, so it should be should be easy to happen. Let's you know get a, get a sensational knockout, and let's make that a uh, a January February uh, title. You know what? Even better. Let's make that. Let's make that the co-main for Fury Usyk undisputed. How about that, Jo? How about that? That'd be nice. Make that the co-main event. Love that. All right. Um, I don't really care about Raymond Mertola unless you do. Do you care about that? Uh, he had a good last fight, from what I remember. So I, 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 I just wanted to watch him again and see what yeah. happened. Throw it out there. Sure. Um, and then I, I guess there's nothing. There's nothing going on next week, and then we have. Uh, Shakur and El Termidor. God, what a card. I can't wait for that. Thursday Thursday Night Boxing, November 16th, baby. ESPN, ESPN Plus. That's going to be sweet. What is yeah. the, um, remind me again, what is the significance of this NASCAR thing or this boxcar thing that's happening in Vegas that weekend? Boxcar. Um, it's F1. So it's, Which it's isn't F- NASCAR. No, that's, that's the international, like, supercar uh, racing. Is that the one where the, the cars are more triangular? Yeah, and the 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 they're like um the teams are like Mercedes and uh Ferrari and 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 all those. Is that what is that what uh is that what Lightning was was racing in in Cars 2? Uh Yeah, I don't know. Yes. I'm going to say I don't know, but yes. You haven't seen Cars 2? 
I think I've seen them all. I don't remember. God, you just there's a point of having kids if you can't if you can't use that analogy on the podcast, loser. Um, all right, sweet. Anything else on boxing? I, it's just been quiet. We're just we're just we're just waiting for the end of the month, really, and then beginning of December. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, it's been a good year, and uh, and we were supposed to have the heavyweight clash to top it all off but i mean to close it out we were man we were we were going to be one one minute we were going to be in saudi arabia and then uh the next minute we were going to be at midnight mass together it was going to be a fun a fun 24-hour spin for you and i yeah so we um yeah it's it's uh it's it's we still have some good fights to close the year i yeah. guess yeah 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 all right world series baby first time ever in franchise history the Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers. They're able to shed the demons, which I always laugh because none of the, none of the people that are ever on these teams that actually are that actually had the demons are ever the ones that shed that shed the demons. Um, back when they uh, they got David Freezed in, I believe that was 2011. Do you remember that? Yes. Up up three two, bottom nine, two outs, and David Freeze hits like a. Uh, uh, we call it bases, bases loaded, clearing triple, and sends it into extras, and then he hits a walk off or a walk off home run to send it to Game Seven. Like that's epic collapse. And then I think a year or two years later, they get Cliff Lee and they're they're rolling, and then they get swept by fucking Madison Bumgarner. And um, why do I always why I you, why do I always forget the other pitcher? Lincecum. Yeah, 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 Lincecum. And Matt Cain. Uh, Matt Cain. Well, no, Matt Cain, Matt Cain. I always thought was the best of those three, but Bumgarner quickly. Quickly told me to uh, hold, you know, go 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 hold his beer because he was clearly the best of those three guys. Um, yeah, Rangers they win four games to one against the, the Diamondbacks, who I still can't believe the Phillies lost to. It's that will stick in my crawl and give me nightmares for at least twenty seven years, at least. Um, the Rangers did not lose a game on the road this postseason, which is just absolutely outrageous to think about. Um, you know, Corey Seager uh, gets who was pretty pretty quiet. I thought for most of the playoffs. I don't I don't have his numbers, and his numbers might suggest otherwise. I thought he came up pretty small in a lot of the Houston games, and was kind of like, "What is Corey Seager doing? Is he going to wake up?" Uh, was just awesome in the World Series. Uh, had some massive hits, including uh, a game tying home run in Game One. Um, broke up the no hitter yesterday. Or Galvin had a no hitter through seven yesterday. He broke that up. Seager get another home run. Eh, I think it was game three. He had a big home run as well. So, uh, you know, great, great for the Rangers. And they even lost Garcia. I thought things were looking bleak when uh, Garcia, I guess because he swings, put so much uh, torque on his swing, he, like, tore his oblique and was ruled out for the last two games. Scherzer took a, took a, took a line drive to the back, which probably was a good thing for them because – he could only have he could only have ruined this for them somehow. Mag, Mad Max, um, and yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Fun facts. Uh, Will Smith has been on the last three World Series rosters between the Braves, the Astros, and uh, the Rangers, which is hilarious. That's uh, wild. That's hilarious. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. Uh, Chapman, who I just forgot, Chapman was in the league because the my last my last memory of him is well, and. I, it's interesting because he's now he's now won a World Series with the two with two teams that had the longest drought of winning a World Series between the Cubs and the Rangers. 
Um, huh. I think I think it was 108 years and 69 years for the Rangers. Wow. So he ends up being on both those rosters. My lasting image of him is on the Cubs when he like he was throwing like 80 miles per hour. But I like I forgot that's because he was completely burnt out from throwing three straight games, like like multiple innings when he was throwing 103 miles an hour fastball. And I was watching him last night and he hit, he was hitting 102. I was like, can Chappie, Chappie can still throw fastballs? Is this a thing? Um, so that was kind of a cool fun fact. Yeah, really, this he, is just... um, he got traded to uh, the Rangers like midseason. He was yeah. with K- Kansas City, yep. who was uh, uh, like in um, what at, either at the at last place or near near last place, and then kind of like a week or two before the deadline hits, gets traded over there like kind of quietly. Yeah, and, uh, and that was a that was yeah that was big that was big for them. Which um, he's only thirty five years old. I I I was swearing up and down that he was forty or forty one, but he's only thirty five. So. I actually thought he was only like thirty. I thought he was super young when he started. I just thought he just he just gassed his arm out. But um, and then man, Bruce Bochy, I think he tied. He's now I think he I think he's only one of like three managers with four four World Series championships. Uh That's three awesome. with the Giants and then this I I always even though even though he, he took one away from the Phillies back in two thousand ten. Like I, I always I've always liked Bochi. Like I just Yeah, I, I, I have too. Yeah. <clears throat> I like him, Maddox or is it Haddix? It's Maddox, right? The guy who was with um the Rays for all those years. Oh, um no, Maddox. It was Maddox. And he he ended up winning the World Series with the Cubs. Yeah, I never liked that guy. Yeah, I know you. I, I know you did, but like, just certain certain managers, like I just I just always have liked and Bochy's uh one of them. So so listen, good for them. Um, you know the Diamondbacks suck it, eat it. I hate you all. Um, we, we couldn't get a hit off there. Nobody Matt, could get a hit. Nobody. Uh, Joe, no, Joe Madden. Yeah, Joe Madden. Between um, so I wasn't close at all between Maddox and Haddix. <laughs> between the Dodgers, the Brewers, and the Phillies, nobody could score a run off the Diamondbacks bullpen. Nobody. And then the Rangers just absolutely obliterated them uh, in the in the postseason in the World Series, which was nuts. So that was like yeah. their biggest strength. That if you if they got if they had a lead going into the seventh inning, you were they were probably going to win that game. And the Rangers just absolutely flipped the script on them. So um, you know, people wrote them off, and and they didn't write back to quote Gino, the great Gino Smith. So pretty- so by by the way, Corey Seager slash line for the playoffs. 318 average, 451 on base percentage, yeah. 682 slugging, so 1.13. Yeah, I o- OPS. Yeah, average. I was gonna say I think his stats would suggest that he was he. I, I just I felt I feel like he got in a slump there for like a six six game stretch between um between Baltimore and and Houston. That's all. I I don't know. I feel like every time I put the TV on, he was up the bat. He was striking out or, or grounding out. For a while. All right. So, let me let me go to the tape here. I I I I completely said that. I was uh, or I I I caveated, which I'm. Pre- I, I, that, I, I know. I, I'm just saying. I think since, the I think I remember. Yeah, I think the stat. I think the stats would suggest that that isn't that isn't the the case. But um, I think I'm just, I'm just looking it up here. So here's here's his postseason, right? Yeah. Can you tell me what was it by by series? Um, and. The, the, he, for the postseason, he started with uh, Baltimore. Uh, no, they would have played Tampa Bay. Yes, two for four and two for four versus Tampa Bay. Okay. Baltimore one for three, zero for one, one for two. Okay. 
Houston, 1 for 4, 1 for 5, 0 for 4, 2 for 4, 1 for 5, 0, for, right, so four, yeah. 0 for 4, 3 for 5. So game seven was yeah. So game seven against Houston is when he like woke up. So he did have. So and he then, did have yeah. So he had that six. This, the first six games against Houston, he was not good. One for four, one for five, zero oh for four. Yeah, that's bad. Two, two for four, then one for five, and zero oh for four again. Yeah. So, so he at the first six games he had one good one and. Yeah, five. five yeah, five okay. So that so it was more yeah. the Houston the Houston series I watched the most out of. So that makes sense then. Why like that again? Why my. My memory just thought that he was having a shitty a shitty postseason, but crushed absolutely crushed it in the World Series. What was his average in the World Series? Close to five hundred. Uh, give me a second. I'll I'll get that. Yeah, I my I know he had two. I think he had two home runs. Um, yeah, I might I bet you if if not five hundred, I bet you he batted around four four fifteen. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. Uh, just, okay, you, you just keep going. Yeah, that's fine. Listen, uh, great. I, another hilarious part of the Texas Rangers winning the World Series is that uh, Max Scherzer and uh, <laughs> Jacob Degrom have World Series rings, which they did not get with the New York Mets. And now they're getting they got them together as starting pitchers for the Rangers. Even though Degrom only pitched like two games before he got hurt, so fun stuff. Um, again, I thought no, I I doubt anybody had on their bingo card to start the year. Um, a Rangers versus uh, Diamondbacks World Series, let alone the Rangers winning uh, the World Series. But the Rangers were def- the Rangers were one of the best teams in baseball, um, especially in the American League for most most of the season. Tailed off a little bit as injuries started beating them up, and uh, you know only at the start of the playoffs, only 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 one of two two hosts on uh, uh, the, we call it one of the top podcasts in the world pick the Rangers to go to the World Series despite picking them to lose. So all right, got it. Corey Seeger batted 286, 375 on base percentage, 762 slugging wow. f- for a 1.13 OPS. So he bat- wow, I can't he only batted 286. That's that surprises me. What do yeah, I but, know? But the but the OPS is 1.13. No, I know, dude. I know. But I just I I I felt like he was just getting hit after hit, so but well, that's he, fine. he went 6 of 21, one double and three and uh, yeah, three, see, I, three homers. Yeah, I, I thought six, he was six RBIs, three walks, five strikeouts. Yeah, ah, mother baseball, cruel bitch. Um, way too early World Series prediction next year. I'm gonna say bah, 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 Tampa Bay Rays versus the Phillies. <laughs> Let's say it's you. Ca- it's gotta happen one of these times. Let's say you, Jo. Um, I don't. I don't know. Just pick two teams. The Pittsburgh Pirates versus the Kansas City Royals. Love it. Who's gonna win? Kansas City Royals. Wow. Even 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 in your fantasy, you're not picking the Pirates to win the uh, <laughs> to win the, the World Series. That's amazing. <sighs> nope. Tremendous stuff, man. Tremendous, uh, tremendous stuff. Uh, yeah. And free agency official. I guess technically, so I thought free agency didn't start to the winter meetings took place, but. Technically, it started today. Really? Yeah, I I didn't realize. Didn't you? Did you think that? I I thought I thought it didn't start till December when the meetings yeah. happened. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I, that's what I saw. Like officially, everyone's officially a free agent today and can start negotiating and doing all that funny stuff. Um, Otani, Dodgers. Is that what we're thinking? Um, I mean, he is the biggest. That's that's the that's the name in free agency. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he's. I don't think anybody's gonna be able to match the Dodgers. Yeah, money wise. Yeah, agreed. Well, I, I mean, do the Yankees have a shot? 
Well, here's the thing. It all just depends. If, if him wanting to stay on the West Coast is like a real thing and not just something that we're all like, we're all just putting out there because of the Asian fan base, um, then the I think the Yankees would absolutely have a chance. And I think after after they got they hilariously kind of became the 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 butt end of the joke of this postseason because Harper was so good and the stories about how the Yankees didn't even even Har, Harper loved was a was a lifelong Yankee fan and wanted to potentially sign with them and they even didn't have an interest in him. Uh, I I think the Yankees would completely go way overboard for Otani, which you should go way overboard for Otani. Um. I would if if he's open to teams, I wouldn't be shocked if the Phillies came in there and gave him just a shitload of money. Two two straight. Do they year. have the money? Yeah. There, well, there's no cap in baseball. It's fake. It's fake. Yeah, cap. but yeah, but not everybody. Yeah. They have the, they, the money. Uh, yeah, they got. They have money. Yeah. They they have, they and now they have two straight post They have two straight post seasons of like deep playoff run revenue, which is a big deal. And like, if you get Otani. You know, you clean up your pitching and your hit. Like you're just, you're gonna sell more season tickets. Like more revenue is gonna come in. More than enough revenue is gonna come in. So, um, yeah, I, I 100 think that they would, they would be able to find a way to sign him. So, so we'll see. My, my bet is though the Dodgers, and then the, I just hope that if he does go to the Dodgers, I, I just, I hope the Phillies just don't do something stupid and trade, just make some, make a, a short-sighted bad trade for Mike Trout. Because if if Otani leaves, I I gotta think the Angels are gonna they they're gonna cut bait with Trout. Like, just you have to, right? Um. Why? Like you can't make the postseason with Trout and Otani. Like you have no shot, and then you're gonna lose you're gonna lose Otani for nothing. How do you how, like? I don't know. How do you just keep? How do you just keep like touting him out there? Unless he goes to you and says, "Listen, like I'm fine. I'm fine just being here." Then all right, cool. I mean, he's already locked up on a contract. I know, but he, I, I he, he performs when healthy. So, well, that's what I'm saying. If you're if you're the if you're the Angels and you have Trout, that all you have left is Trout, who has not has not been stayed healthy for probably the last what four or five years. He's had some type of injury that's put him out for a couple months, which isn't great. Um, and you have and you lose Otani for nothing. You really have no future. Why, 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 why not try to get a king's ransom for Trout? I mean, you. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I, I just don't get why why you wouldn't do that. Learn and learn learn your lesson from not getting anything for Otani when you could have. Try to rebuild the franchise at some point and stock the cupboard. See what you can do. So, sure, uh, whatever. I don't fine. care. <laughs> I mean, whatever. We're not gonna talk about baseball again for like seven months, so I figured I'd get a little bit, of, <laughs> a little bit of buzz in there. I just, I, I, I would. I, Do you no, know what I, baseball I, is? I, I think they just, I think they more just try and fill in around Trout. But I mean, may, maybe you're right. I mean, they, they, that that hasn't worked out. They, they, they were buyers at the trade deadline and got worse. <laughs> they got uh, worse. They, they like, they were like fake buyers. But yeah, well, fair. But yeah, they got worse. Yeah, but. How can how many times in a row can you get it wrong? Like seven, eight, nine. I just feel like eventually something's gonna stick. Um, I don't, I don't know. Ask the Browns about that. With how many times can you get the starting quarterback wrong? Yeah, but that's like if they actually got the starting quarterback <laughs> right and then didn't fill in around, like tried to fill in around him and everybody flopped. 
Like they they can't ever get the starting quarterback right. Yeah, the, the Angels have a star player. They just can never fill yeah. in around them. Yeah, fair enough. Like, and they go out and try and get like Anthony Rendon for a billion dollars, and he sucks. Ricardo Rencon. Don't hate it. <laughs> All right. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, there was some news. There was some news this week in the NBA. Yeah, re- regarding your team. 10, 9, 8, 70 Sixers. You go. 2, 3, 4, 5 Sixers. Bam. Uh, like I said at the start, I was you know, trying to sleep. I was in my REM cycle. I was just hitting it. And then, man, boom, buzz, 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 buzz. My phone's going off. My phone's going off. My phone's going off. I'm like, <sighs> I was like, what, what? What is this? What is this? It's going buzz, buzz, buzz. I, I ignored it for about an hour, about quarter to four, quarter to six. I wake up and I see a slew of just text messages that had started around two forty-five. I don't even know what the hell these people were doing up at two forty-five. Um, text messages and app notifications. Spearman Rhino himself, James P. Knuckle Harden was traded to the L.A. Clippers for a bunch of corpses and a bunch of draft picks. So the 76ers, who went into the season with this whole hardened cloud kind of over their heads, uh, finally decided, you know, enough's enough. We're going to we're gonna move him, and we're going to move forward with our season. So the, the actual trade was James Harden, P.J. Tucker, who, you know, I love you, big dog, even though you're incredibly overrated for what you actually do. But I love you. I just love you. Um, and some weird European guy. Uh, go, They go to the Clippers, and to the Sixers comes Robert Covington, uh, a pro- the first process guy to, to come full, to come, to make a, a complete 180 back to Philadelphia. Uh, oh, sorry, 360 back to Philadelphia. Um, Marcus Morris, or one of the Morris twins. Um, they're both shots. It doesn't matter. Wasn't um, one of those on on the team recently too? No, no. The the more they're from Philadelphia, the Morris twins. They've just never they've never played for the Sixers. Um, gotcha. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Batum, who he's he's Rocco and Batum are serviceable. Um, uh, uh, Ke- Kevin Martin Jr. So Kenya Martin's uh, son is is now in the Sixers, and they get and the big the bigger the bigger part of that trade is they get two first round picks. One is a Clippers unprotected 2028, which is going to be a valuable pick in trades. Uh, a 2026 pick that will be – there's like six stipulations on it. It's the worst pick of like the Thunder, the Sixers, or the Clippers picks. Um, a swap and then a couple of second-round picks. So on the on the Sixers' end, they, they get the distraction of James. And I never really know like when people are like, oh, the distraction, the distraction, distraction – I I don't really know what to ever make of that because the whole that whole when the Ben Simmons thing happened and it was the distraction, distraction, distraction. By the trade deadline, the Sixers were only a game and a half out of the one seed in the Eastern Conference without thirty five million dollars of of salary cap on the court for them. So that I you know I I don't know if that's real. Do you think that's real? Like the distraction of stuff. Um. Uh. Yeah. It depends on the team. And depends the on a lot, yeah. I guess, but, like, it depends but, on the locker room, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd say for the Sixers, yeah, I'd say so. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so they so they do that, and at the same time, they they get three expiring contracts, 
Uh, actually, four. Everyone's on an expiring. I just I like I like Kenyon's kid. I think I think he could be a little spark plug off the bench for them. But four expiring contracts, so they clear they they maintain uh, that being able to have sixty I think sixty million dollars in salary cap going into the next year, and they replenish a bunch of draft capital that they they haven't had um, in the last couple of years to make to make to make trades to kind of move around the margins so to speak. Like we were just talking about with with Mike, the Mike Trout scenario there. Um, so that's what's great for them. And again, this is all about Tyrese Maxey. The first three games of the season, four being tonight, uh, Maxey's just looked like a stud. He's averaging 30 points per game. Um, he's looked great running the offense. The, the Nick Nurse sets, the Sixers have looked really good. Joel's averaging like 30, 30, 13, and like seven seven assists, which has never been one of Joel's uh, strong suits, his, uh, his playmaking. Uh, and so I think that that would I think that was the key. They came out strong. Probably should have beat the Bucks too, except for some shitty officiating. And they just thought it was time, and they they made the move for the Clippers. Man, I don't know. Like I I get it. Like they're they ranked like 17th or t- between 17 and 20 in passing last year. Um, you know, a lot of their guys are ball dominant guys that don't really create offense for other guys, but they're great at creating their own offense. You're putting a lot of eggs in, in hard and buying into not just being a dribble, 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 Chris Paul for Houston. Oh, I'm talking about I'm talking about Westbrook and Harden together. Westbrook and Harden, yeah, they in in in. Uh, they Houston, never played right? in Houston together. Oh, I thought they did. No, Chris Paul got traded for Westbrook. They sent Westbrook. Ah. They said they sent Chris Paul to OK, to OKC, where then he rejuvenated himself and almost had an MVP season. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, but that's what that's why Chris Paul and Harden worked, which is probably what you're you are actually thinking. But yeah, but you know, so now are you diminishing what Westbrook's been able to give you this season now with bringing Harden in? I I don't know, man. Like, and I get it; they're opening the big arena. I but no one's under contract. Like Kawhi's not extended; he's he's up at the end of the year. Paul George is up at the end of the year. Harden will be up at the end of the year. Like, what? I I, I don't I don't get the whole thing. Like, you're doing this to because you, know, you want buzz around the new arena. Okay, Hard. If you throw Harden to Max, he's gonna sign it no matter what. He don't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit if everybody leaves and it's just him. He just wants his money and the dollars. But the other guys might not be there. So we'll see what it looks like. If Harden can buy in, maybe it's something. I I don't know. Um, and man, how about like I, I was I was I went back to our pod uh, back February of 2022. Jo, me, you, and we brought uh we brought Tori on to talk about the trade deadline. It wasn't, it wasn't even a, a standard um, two for one. We just brought him on to talk about the trade deadline. Here were some, here were some, some quotes from that trade. This was the, the Harden for Ben Simmons trade. I was trying to look for that. That uh... It was very hard to find because even I searched the, the, uh, the search function in, um, what do you call it? Spotify, Spotify. is not great. Cause I typed in Harden and only one podcast came up. I'm like, there's no way that's right. So any hoodles. Uh, some great quotes from that. The only guy this tra- th- this trade can fall through for is Maxi. That's me. 
obviously, which is, and that's in full circle. That's what actually, that's what ended up getting Harden out the door was Tyrese Maxey. James, don't get me wrong. James Harden is still a shitbag. Doesn't change the fact that now that he's on my team, it doesn't change the fact that he's a scumbag and a shitbag. <laughs> James Harden probably slides in slightly behind Rudy Gobert, followed by fuck you, J.O. Fuck you. I hate you. Uh, and James Harden was sad and about to start throwing basketballs at teammates ASAP. Great quotes. This, this, this is the James Harden saga that we live with. Things, things like this. Everybody. Did you um, not say that that when the trade happened? I told you, I told you, don't just settle. And now, now you I go did. get a top Hold, top ten. Now you go get top, a top fifteen. 10. Top fifteen guy. I uh, told you, you said top, between ten and fifteen. You were yeah, like, I did. No, I did it. No, I didn't. No, 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 no. no. I, the the best part to me about the trade was that with, on the Harden being a scumbag part and how much I dislike him was that if it didn't work he wasn't under contract like he was he could come off your book short term and you weren't bringing back bad money the the upside was yeah you trade everybody and I, I I went in on it I went I went in on box score warrior Adam Prim for like five for like five straight minutes on the podcast you're like you're like this is turning to get to be a you just a you versus Adam Warren Adam's not here to fight back um the whole thing was this whole thing about oh we'll just get Ben out of there like just make the trade like just settle for a bag of balls. No, like, I, I know that. I'm just saying you you said that you didn't call him a top ten to fifteen. Oh uh, well, player. then if I that I apologize if I said that. I I said I referenced him as a top fifteen player in the pod. Yeah, that the Sixers ended up getting Ben for Ben Simmons who was a dead asset. They ended up getting a top fifteen player in the league, which was uh, outstanding work by them. So. Yeah. Coming back, but look at this Harden thing, man. Like, I texted, I texted a couple of my buddies earlier. This was a guy who, in 2018, he became like he was he was the closest guy to almost beat the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry Warriors. Nobody, nobody, even the great LeBron James, who is in some people's minds the greatest player of all time barely sniffed a win against that team. And the only win they did get was because this team shot 24 first quarter free throws because they didn't want to sweep in the finals. Yes, that's true. It was rigged. So they ba- LeBron James didn't even get a single win off this team. James Harden, one of the most notorious playoff chokers of all time, took them to seven games and then got another two games off them the following year. Like this, th- th- That's where he was. And then since then... He just completely has like self sabotaged any resurrection of or any um, any redeeming story his career could have by forcing he's now forced his way out of Houston in a, a, a horrible fashion. Um, you know, like the fat suit's a joke, but like you know, just not not playing hard, throwing balls out of bounds, being a huge dick. He then gets to Brooklyn, who he then literally quits on in the middle of a, ba- a, a game against the Kings where he a ball rolls by him and he doesn't even try to pick it up. Then forces his way now out of Philly. So now he's now forced three trades. Somehow the man's gotten to every destination that he's wanted to get. And, like, he sits there on his interview today and his he uses this excuse as, you know, oh, this, they wanted me to be a system player. I am the system. James Harden was the second had the second highest ball possession um, numbers in the NBA last year. The only guy that had more than him was Luka Doncic, which means he had the ball in his hands more than every other player other than Luka Doncic. 
he's he's just worked man i i don't know if it's like i don't really go to strip clubs are there like fumes that go in there to get guys to like spend more money than they should what what's happening in these strip clubs that this guy is just so deluded from there are, there are things going up people's noses but they're not fumes <laughs> uh I mean, it's just it's just completely insane and listen and maybe harden doesn't care about any of that stuff and listen like the nba like the bar for nba hall of fame is not what it is for some of these other sports where it really like writers really um make make it tough to get in even when you eventually do harden will be a he'll be a first ballot hall of famer like i have no doubts about that but you know his this is what people are going to remember him for people are going to remember him at this point for again being being the closest guy to beat the warriors team and had them on the brink like the guy that the guy that was averaging like 36 average 36 points a game for a season like that's it's a shame it really is because he had a lot of he had there was a lot of potential for him especially then when he even when he left Houston and went to the Nets there like he was playing more of a point guard role and some things could have happened and now he's just completely plummeted dude it's 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 it's, it's disappointing um, so, but i mean not and but he's done it to himself so i'm just as a basketball fan a guy from afar who like used to be a big i was a big hardened guy when he was on okay when he was at arizona state i really loved him i forget can't remember this like this like muscle muscle bound power forward they had that the two of them i thought they were gonna go to the final four um i liked them on like i loved them at okc i, I liked early harden houston harden until he started doing that like trick the ref shit when he would like I pull guys say, in. that's all, I, that, all that's I'll when i hated him yeah before. yeah yeah so it's a shame. Like that's gonna be that's just gonna be his lasting impression. And then he acts like he acts like he's a victim all the time. Almost him, it, it's shocking that him and Kyrie didn't get along because they're basically the same guy. So that's all I have on the Harden situation. Um, glad to have it out of here. And Philly is three uh, one to start the all right three one four one might be four one now start the season. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, have you watched any games lately, or any of the first first week or so of the season? No. Uh, was it last night or the night before? The Suns and the Spurs. Wemby. That was two nights ago. Yeah, I I was like, oh, let me put that on. I was like, yeah, you know what? No, I'm not gonna put it on. And then of <laughs> course the, the Spurs come back in epic fashion, and I was like, damn it. So you haven't watched any of Wemby on yet, right? No, no. He's and been then, uh, this the what? Who was playing last night? The um. Lakers and Clippers. No, I wanted to see what the, even though they were down by twenty, I wanted to see how the, uh, the, Bucks looked. Oof. And they they, uh, they they currently have the worst uh, defensive rating in NBA history. That's not great. It was halftime, and I was like, yeah, I, that's I'm gonna watch something else, and then I never went back to it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, when beyond when beyond has been been interesting. Uh, defensively, like we said on our NBA preview, he he's he could, depending on how you're looking at the stats, he could already be a top five defensive player in the league. His when he is the the difference between him on and off the court for the Spurs is like whatever this per 100 possession defensive rating fucking thing. I don't even know how they calculated. The difference is them giving up a hundred points versus them giving up 125 points. I feel like 25 points is. Kind of a big deal, yeah. And whatever the whatever the measure, he just he covers so much ground with his length that teams just they're like they're not even flirting with trying to get into the paint, and they're just settling for for jump shots. So 
even even in games where you know he's not getting five, six, seven blocks a game or anything crazy like that, his just him being out there, like the the thought of having to challenge Wembyana, people are just they don't want to even do it. There was the game against the Rockets. Um, uh, I forget I forget the the second year player. I should know this. The power forward they drafted last year goes fast break fast break dunk. He's he's challenge. He's going to challenge Wemby. Wemby blocks the dunk, ends up under the basket. And somehow just turns in a split second and blocks the putback layup. It was it was absolutely absurd. Um, so defensively, ever everything really, I, I, that I thought he was going to be offensively, it's weird. Like it looks, it's 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 awkward because I don't know if Pop is per, like if he's not trying to run a Wemby heavy offense because he just doesn't want he doesn't want it to be the Wemby show. Like he wants the team to like try to play like team basketball more. Because he's like, there's there's times where Wemby should just be in the post with his hand up, getting the ball, and like that just doesn't happen. Or I don't know if it's just they're young, they're just such a young team that you know these other guys just they're on the perimeter. They're like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get mine and get shots up. So I feel like a lot of his shots are just coming on the perimeter because they're not really running stuff for him. It's been weird. It's been a weird weird kind of. Fl- I think he's still averaging like 15, 16 points a game, but. Um, you know, there's been stretches where he scored like 11, 12 points in two minutes. So I, I'd probably lean into that a little more, but I get, I get what Pop's doing. He doesn't want to, again, he, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want other, the other players to be resentful that they're just trying to, um, pump up Wembiana. So, um, that's really it. It's too early and it's too early for a lot of other teams. Other, the Grizzlies who I, I still was stunned. I don't, I think you had him as a play in team. I don't have my sheet in front of me. Um, I know Tory still had him. I thought in the top as one of the top five seeds. They're own five. I I just didn't understand. Even but even a lot of a lot of um, NBA experts still had them as a a top six team in the West. I'm like, dude, they don't have job for 25 games, and they lost Stephen Adams. Like, I I don't really know what they're gonna do. I I don't know why people think they're like just gonna keep winning these games. Um, you know, like when they were missing Ja in years the earlier years, like they had Brandon Clark, they had Steven Adams, like they had Ty Jones, like they had guys, like they don't have those guys anymore. Those guys are now Marcus Smart and Derek, and Derek Rose, like the, the, the corpse of Derek Rose. Like, come on, man. Like let's use our heads here a little bit. So they're going to, they're going to be in trouble in a West that I think it's a little overrated to say it's loaded. It is a deep conference and it always has been. Um, but they're gonna have to crawl, claw once he comes back, and he's he's not he's still not back for another twenty or nineteen games. So we'll see what happens there. Um, no, the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are four and one. Uh, they've looked good. We talked about them on the on the two for one. That it all comes down if listen. They were the number one. They were the one seed last year until Zion was out for the year, which probably gonna be the case this year. That they're gonna they're gonna be a really good team, and everyone's just gonna hold their breath anytime Zion, you know. Comes up, comes up wincing, uh, you know. And Ingram, I, if I were them, I, I would trade Ingram at the All Star break. I, I don't. I, he's a good player. I just, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be a guy on the championship team at this point. I, I'd try to flip him to get a couple more. Um, I don't know if you could flip him for a star, but if you could get a couple, like a couple of almost stars for him, maybe kind of, sorta. I'd, I'd kind of like if you could if you could convince Toronto, who just will never they they're another team who doesn't want to get assets. Like they're they're gonna they're just well we'll lose guys to free agency like no problem. If you could convince them like to do some type of weird OG 
Siakam for Ingram and draft capital. I, I kind of like that for them. It's so, it's so hard to get guys that are going to fit what Zion does anyway. But if you could pull like two guys like that and swap an Ingram out, I kind of like that. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, anybody else? Anybody else? I don't care about – I've wasted so much breath and texting on the Lakers shit. I, I just – I just don't care. AD is the best player on the, that team, and anyone that doesn't think that he is, you're just you're not watching basketball and you're not watching the games. Um, what else? What else? What else? Basketball. Sixers are awesome. They're gonna win. Boston's looked outstanding, but they've also they've only the Miami's not a good team they played. Um, so we'll see. And the Bucks. I we talked Jay. We talked about this. I, I think you agreed with me on. On the go for two, or the two for one, two all these all these twos and, and podcasts. I I didn't really understand why everybody was going wild on this Dame like Giannis pick and roll because like Giannis can't shoot and I feel like I feel like the pick and rolls are more lethal are like when everyone goes oh like crazy over him being lethal is when when the big can can shoot a little bit pick like and pop yeah like because you have you have, you have that dual threat to where like you can't over help on somebody like like dame's not the biggest guard like if you if you show on dame and get like throw your hands up and get in his face like you know it's not like he's this big point guard that's gonna see over you and throw all these great lobs nor nor do i think dame's ever been that like, like passing has been one of his strong suits i just didn't understand it and like they're not running it a ton but even when they do i don't understand this thing like how like this oh it's lethal it's lethal i i don't know i I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, they got the shit kicked out of them, I think, by Toronto last night. Yeah, uh, they 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 should have lost to Philly again. That was horrific officiating, and then just again, a, just a hor- horrific between horrific officiating and a horrific Joel Embiid touch. I guess you could call it a touch pass. I, I don't even know what it was. Um, he basically just blew on the ball to, but it went right into the Bucks' hands. Um, they should they they should only have one win on the season. So. They're gonna have to figure that out quickly. And your man, I I know I can't talk bad about him because I said I wouldn't if you want a title with him. But I, this minutes restriction with like Chris Middleton, I I don't know what's going on with that dude, man. Like, thank 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 God for Kevin Durant having a size twenty seven shoe is all that some of these uh, Bucks should be saying to themselves because if they don't get that twenty one championship, like. We're thinking about all these guys a lot differently right now. So I think that's it on the NBA. I don't have anything else. It's too early. Like I said, it's it's week one. We'll 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 see. We'll see what we get here. All right. That and you was, haven't uh... watched, so that's that. NHL? The one on skates? Anything cool happening there? Um The Flyers were good for like a day. And they're, they're not good anymore. The Bruins are eight no? <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I, I just I can't wait until they they get swept in the first round again. Um, well, there was a lot of people that uh, I, a lot of the pundits had them missing the playoffs and taking a step back, and I was just like, really? Pundits? I love um, that. Who came they, up with that? Who came up with that word? By the way, pundits. Vegas is nine and zero oh and one after you know coming out defending their their cup. So I mean, that's just a juggernaut. Um, Vancouver playing well early. That's, that's good. Um, that's surprising. Um, Arizona's 500, which is wild. Uh, Detroit coming out nice. They, they've been adding some, some players over the years. The Pittsburgh Penguins are three and six and are, um, just near the bottom of the league. 
uh, not good. They need to figure it out fast, fast. Like, real fast. And and I've been saying that for what three years now. Fire the coach. Like they they just play so loose. It's it's infuriating to watch. Like like Crosby's not 28 anymore, and not that he's playing bad. He's playing great, but like they think they have like Mike Sullivan just it's it's he's it's just not good. The the Jari the goalie is as mediocre as they come after they gave him a big contract in the off season. It's that's not good. Um so yeah, I mean it's um what a touchdown. I'm I'm watching my Steelers here as as we record. Um, I it, well it's not a touchdown, so Oh, okay. Yeah, you're you're a full minute ahead of me. Yeah. Because um, I'm playing and it's not I knew it wasn't gonna be a touchdown because I'm playing Najee Harris in fantasy who's been trash all year and like he's already got a touchdown tonight and he's actually playing like the old Najee Harris. So he's clearly going to vulch this touchdown. Yeah, and I'm going up against him too, so that's obviously <laughs> gonna happen. Uh that's so good. That's so good. Keep um, going, keep going, keep going. But uh in terms oh my of God. in terms of who's now I'm scared. In terms of who's doing what uh, from a player perspective, Jack Hughes leading the league. Connor McDavid injured. Edmonton's also two and five and one. That's that's not good. Um, but yeah, Jack Hughes leading the league in points for New Jersey. So good for them. Good Sweet. for him. Good tweet. Um, good tweet. Oh, Najee got stopped. Is that what you were la- no. jo- laughing about? No. Is, is there a turnover? God, there's going to be a turnover, isn't there? Um, okay. That's all I got. You, you, you keep going. Lead us to, uh, oh, the NASCAR championship is coming up. I'm just, this is going to be a moment, isn't it? <laughs> wait, wait, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I'm going to laugh even more. All right. Here's going to be great. This is going to be great. Oh, come on. Point to the right. Point to the right. Oh, never mind. Oh, you're going to be okay now. Damn it. Um, it was going to be back-to-back flags to put them like to put them from the one to the twenty-yard line. Direct snap to <laughs> Najee Harris. What is going on? Anyway, the, uh, NASCAR the championship anyway. this week. Phoenix. Final uh, race of the yo, season. Yo! Whoa! 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 Okay. Whoa! It's time for everybody's favorite minute in podcasting: the NASCAR pit stop. Vroom 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 vroom. In three, two, one, go. Final race of the year in Phoenix. The four championship drivers are Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, and William Byron. Um, Kyle Larson and William Byron are on the same team. They are in Chevys. Uh, Christopher Bell representing the Toyotas for Joe Gibbs Racing. And Ryan Blaney in a Ford for... um, And Deontay Johnson drops a touchdown. Um... It for for Penske. Uh, it, it's in Phoenix. It's a flatter track. There's some good passing there. I think that Ryan Blaney. He he's been running well here at the end of the year. Um, I'm going Ryan Blaney. Uh, the odds are the odds, and of course I shut it down. Then I don't care because I've already lost too much money on NASCAR this year. But we're going with the twelve. Ryan Blaney. Um, got to make sure, especially with the Steelers playing Thursday, 
we got to make sure we watch it. They called this a penalty on. They did. I know. That's game. why I, I was laughing because I was like, oh, my God, they're going to they're going to go from the how, one yard. How is Deontay Johnson incapable of catching touchdowns? Like he was on the one ball thrown wanna, right to him. It just went. Yeah. You want a spoiler alert? Does he catch a touchdown? <laughs> yeah. The next play. Yay. But I was like, oh, my God, if they go from the one-yard line to the 20, J.O.'s going to lose his mind. His his first touchdown in, like, two years, Deontay Johnson. Yep. Yep, yep. Good for him. Um, all right. Um, that's it. Sweet. Sweet. Um, I can't believe you almost tried to steal steal my favorite part of the podcast. That was bullshit, by the way. Sorry. No problem. Um, NFL pick. Wow, we're an hour in. Jeez. Woo. NFL picks. So I, the the gods, they just don't want us to have a a, a winning week, Jo. Even last week, guess guess what our record was last week. Five hundred, seven seven and two. Wow. <laughs> like we we had two pushes. We couldn't we couldn't even we couldn't even get a, a an an eight and seven and one or a seven eight one. We went seven seven and two. Wild. We had it. We had the Eagles, and they gave up a a thirty yard touchdown uh, catch with like eight seconds left. Okay. And then I forget the other. I forget what the other. Um, what the other play might have been the Falcons. The other push. But all right. Well, we ready for. Uh, pain? We're ready. We're ready. This is your show because I don't have the app, so you gotta you gotta do this. Chiefs. We we are in Germany. Nine thirty a.m. on Sunday. Chiefs versus, and I guess we're gonna just skip this the Steelers game. Um, we probably should because um, we somehow we lost last week's Thursday game watching it live because <laughs> we you were because because you were like uh, we were we were obviously gonna take the Bills minus nine against the Bucks because they were up like two two and a half touchdowns and they didn't cover so we lost the Thursday game. <laughs> well, wait, what's the spread? Because there's four minutes left. What is the spread? Let's legitimately do this right now. The Steelers were, I think, two point favorites. I think. All right, two point favorites. It's now 20, 20 to sixteen. So, it basically basically we're betting right now. Do the Titans score a touchdown? Um, Let's take the Steelers to cover. Okay. Because their defense is going to get a pick six. Oh, gonna make this app happy. had a minus three and a half at, at to open. So now they're they're up four. Okay. So, so we got the, yeah. They have, I mean the Titans got to go for a touchdown. So. Yeah, let's take the Steelers to cover. Okay. And, and if the Titans get a game-winning touchdown, then I, I just don't know what to say anymore. Okay. How could, like, there's there's no way we can get three Thursday nights wrong watching them live. <laughs> like that's just that just can't ha- that just can't happen. First touchdown, first touchdown catch since 2021 in Week 17. Snap streak of 119 receptions without a touchdown. Wow. All oh, right, man. That's because so- he was on my fantasy team the last two years. That's why this happened. All right, Chiefs minus Chiefs. one and a half versus the Dolphins in in Germany. Listen, I I like the Dolphins. It was I it, I I was a little hesitant because some of their players were already complaining about having to go to Germany. But the guy that was complaining the most, I already forget his name, but he was mad because he had to find somebody to watch his dogs because he wanted to make sure they were really being taken care of uh, this week. So let's go Dolphins. Okay. Let's go Dolphins. You like that or you like Chiefs? What do you like? I have no feel for that. Let's take Dolphins. Let's take the Dolphins. The Chiefs are starting their 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 poor play 
is starting to get a little bit more exposed. I mean, they got they got they they got their ship kicked in by Denver last week, and Denver played a Taylor Swift song at the end of the game. So well, that's because Mahomes had a fever. Oh, stop! Yeah, Michael Jordan had a fever and scored forty five points or thirty well thirty seven points. Well, that's but, why Pat Mahomes isn't Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I like I, I like the Dolphins. Let's. This is a big game for the Dolphins. They they haven't they haven't beat a good team all year, and Tua has only been average against good teams. This is this is a statement game. Let's go. And Tyreek's getting his own his old team. Let's do it. Dolphins. Dolphins revenge season on three. One two three. Dolphins. All right. Ram, uh, Rams on the road versus the Packers. Packers are minus three at home. I, the Rams got to take this right. We said that last week, and they lost by like twenty five. Um, sure. I it, these are quite like these. Yeah, these are it's a coin flip. Whatever. Let's go Rams. I'm fine with it. All right. The Commanders on the road versus the Patriots. Patriots are favored by three. I before before the trade deadline, I would have said um, the Commanders, but the Commanders just fire sailed like. Two of their best players for I don't know why. So let's go Pats. Okay. Let's go Pats. Uh the Texans minus three at home versus the Buccaneers. Um kind of think the Buccaneers. Yeah, I like them. Get, getting getting three on the road. I like them. All right, Cleveland Browns minus eight at home versus the Cardinals. Cardinals uh on the road plus eight versus the Browns. And Kyler Murray might be the quarterback, or have they decided it's going to be the other guy? It's either going to be Cartoon or it's not going to be I, Josh Dobbs anymore because he's on the Vikings. Yeah, you you got to think that the Browns cover that, right? <laughs> You're I, re, I was re-listening last week's, and we were talking about the Browns. It was Browns and uh, Seattle, and you were like, "You got to think, you got to think Seattle's got to cover that, right?" With the Browns, and they did. Uh, the, yep, uh, yeah, because of uh, just a horrific turnover. But, yeah, uh, yeah, let's go, Browns. That's fine. Good defense versus either Kyler making his first start of the year yeah, that's, that's or, or yeah, sure. some backup. Yeah, let's do it. Saints- Najoku season finally is happening, so I'm all about that. Saints minus 8.5 at home versus the Bears. 8.5. It's a big number. Yeah, Fields is still out, right? Don't know. Can the Saints beat anybody by eight and a half? Um, I guess. I, I guess Saints. I'm I guess. Bear. Yeah, I, let's go Saints. I, I, feel I, like, I, I feel like they're asking you to take the Bears there, so let's just take the Saints. Um, oh, it's my a, God. It's, it's a weird spread. Because... Please be out of bounds. Please be out of bounds. Keep going. I'm scared. Uh, Ravens at home minus six versus Seattle. Uh, who do you like in that one, Ravens or Seattle? Is it weird that I like Seattle? I was I was thinking the same thing. I like Seattle. Let's give we haven't given Gino much love this year. Let's give Gino his love. Okay, let's write let's write him back. Yeah, let's write him back a little bit. Falcons minus four at home versus the Vikings. Uh, it's Taylor Heineke versus Dobbs. Do you think Dobbs is going to start right away? No, no, the, he's not. It's uh, that Jalen Hall or whatever is. Let's go. Let's go Heineke. 
It's a okay. shame Kirk Cousins. He, he, so, because uh, I never talking about her. Kirk Cousins blows out his Achilles. They were actually starting to win some games. They were starting to put it together a little. They're bit. four and four. I know. Yeah, and like you were thinking, oh, they might actually bring Justin Jefferson back now. Like they're they're on the move. That that conference or that division is still up for grabs. I'm still not sold. I don't care that the Lions are six and two, but now it's yeah. I guess we'll see. But yeah, let's go. Um, let's go the other. Yeah, let's go non Vikings. Not not the Vikings. Okay. Um, Colts minus two and a half on the road versus the Panthers. Panthers finally won a game last week, huh? Sure did. You know, yeah, I didn't. You know, that was the first time um, C.J. Stroud and um, Bryce Young they they played each other in eighth grade, eighth grade Pee Wee football. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're both Cali kids. I didn't know that. Yeah, they played. That was the first time since then they played each other. Um, no, let's go Colts. Let's go Colts. Let's go Minshew. Minshew magic. Okay. Uh, Raiders minus two at home <laughs> versus the Giants. Now they have Oof. a they have a new coach, new GM, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, and new results. And the Giants uh, had negative seven pass yards last week after Tara Taylor got hurt. Uh, with uh, is Danny Dimes back? I, isn't Dan, isn't Danny DeVito their starting quarterback this week? That what the hell that guy's name was? Tommy. Tommy DeVito. I have no idea who's playing. Is go is 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 Goff going to the game? Since it's at it's at MetLife. It's at the Raiders. Oh, I thought you said at Giants. My bad. No, at Raiders. Raiders oh, at Raiders. Two. Um, <sighs> go Raiders for sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know if Dimes is playing. Oh God, this is bad. Um, Cowboys on the road versus the Eagles. Eagles are minus three. Cowboys. Okay. Bengals at home versus the Bills. The Bengals. Bengals are minus two. Bengals. Okay. Burrow. Burrow looks back. Monday night. Chargers are minus three and a half on the road versus the Jets. Chargers. Jets. You think Jets? Yeah, it's a Brees Hall game. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I, you think the Chargers can actually cover a spread? I I don't know, but the fact that the Jets needed overtime to beat Vinny DeVito and the Giants... They okay. they needed like they needed like seven miracles in the last two minutes just to force overtime. Okay, fine, I don't care. No, that's fine. We can no no. We're going Chargers. Going Chargers. They covered the spread last week. They annihilated mm, the Bears. That, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> they annihilated the Bears. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I can't. I I can't in good faith pick the Jets to do anything. Okay. Man, is this guy okay? It didn't even look. I guess just because his, his I guess his head snapped back. When I think he. Went, he fa- I think he just landed right on his spine. Oof. Tough. He, okay. he, he he may have broke his back. I mean, I don't know. Eesh. Um. All right, that's NFL, baby. Let's maybe we can get maybe we can get a 500 week here. Maybe. First time, long time. All right. Remember, we almost won like four thousand dollars, like when we first started doing this, and we were like, "Man, we're gonna we're gonna be awesome here in in in, a, in yeah. like next year." <sighs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Is the Steeler, Steelers documentary happening? Is that what's happening here? Is that what's a... 
Oh, no, it's not. It's just the old Steelers coach, Bill Cower. All right, are we doing a parlay? <sighs> sure. Uh, let's You know what? Let's take a bye week. Okay. Let's take a bye week. I don't know what happened to that guy. He landed on his shoulder, so he didn't break his back. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, it's weird. Um, okay, let's go to beer two. Ready? Love it. Assume position for the world-famous two-brew salute. And a three. three. And, and a two. two. And, and, uh, and I'm still being boring with, boring with a Heineken light. 11th Hour Brewing Company. Doughboy. American Pale Ale. 5.3. Doughboy. I love it. Mm, that's good. Wow, that's really good. Wow. Yeah, how, how good is it? Really, really good. Good, good. Really good. Really, really, uh, really good. I like that, man. I like that. You, you know, you've, you've had a tough week. You need to, you deserve to, like, kick it back, uh, a little bit. Yeah, where is this out of? Uh, oh, this is a Pittsburgh one, too. Yeah. What? Thir- 3711 Charlotte Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 11th Hour Brewing Company. Hell yeah. This is awesome. I love it, man. I love it. Doughboy, American IP, er, American Pale Ale, yes. Pale Ale. What are we doing? Getting in the mood. Yeah. Top five time, baby. Yeah, top five. So we, uh, it was Halloween this week. It's now November second, but a couple of days ago we had Halloween. Did uh, what were? Did you dress up? Did you do anything? What were what were the what were the costumes over there? Casa de, Casa de White. Um, no, I did not dress up. Mrs. 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 White put on a minxy little felt outfit. Um, no. That's dis- I'm already disappointed and uninterested now. What we did was, um, Jake was a ninja. JP was one of those inflatable T-Rexes. <laughs> uh, which broke halfway through the, the trick-or-treat round. Okay. And then Penny was an angel after she was a devil last year, so. Oh, alright. Switched it up a little bit. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. All so right. it was good. All right. It was good. Did our little uh, trick or treating, and uh, honestly, they got some candy, but not that much. And we're like already almost out of it. Uh, I was what like was... looking forward to all the leftovers, and there really <laughs> like isn't any. What was that? What was the best uh, Halloween costume that came came around your your way? Oh man, um, man, I don't know. The, somebody was dressed up as. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, uh, with like, uh, like a s- gladiator kind of like, thing. Like from Gladiator, they actually were the character Marcus Aurelius. I called him Marcus Aurelius, <laughs> oh, okay. but he was dressed up like a gladiator in like a tank top, and I was like, "Dude, you look like you're freezing." Marcus Aurelius. Uh, what was some good ones? Husband to a murdered wife. Father to a murdered son. Rightful heir, and I shall have my vengeance. In this, oh God, that that still may be the the greatest movie scene of all time, man. 
so awesome. So, dude, so good. So um, good. yeah, I don't remember what what the what all the things were, but anyway, let's let's continue. Oh, all right. Well, I I dressed up as JB Tart from uh, from Ted Lasso. Yeah, I got a pair of like soccer like joggers. Show off my uh, like nice those nice tight ones to show off your fucking thighs. So I was looking looking sexy. Had a uh, my um, my AFC Richmond uh, Nike Nike hoodie. Had my Telasso believe like my headband because you know Jamie's got like the the headband thing with the, the locks. Yeah, and I haven't had a haircut in like because I didn't get my haircut because of the Phillies, so I didn't. You know, I got, got some longer longer uh, strays going around. And uh, yeah, had a little British accent, so I I went the Jamie Tart route. So my uh, my lady friend dressed up as a Stanley Cup, which common sense you would think the trophy, right? Like the hockey trophy. But apparently there's this like cup that people pay like seventy bucks for. That's called a Stanley. That just has Stanley on the front. And it's called Stanley Cup. Oh, pe- people, as in people, you mean me for my wife and daughter? For you, so you do you know what this thing is? Absolutely. I why why are why do people pay seventy dollars for a cup? I I believe it was originally like military grade like canteens. Okay. And then they started branching out to like thermoses and mugs, and the soccer moms just picked it up and it just became oh like my a, god, yeah, it just became like a like a it's outrageous. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Like I, the whole time, I just was like. It's so it's so weird, but like cause she's got a little, but there's little kids and a lot of them like sports, like they're big Giannis fans and stuff. I was like, all right, I guess maybe like they, maybe maybe because uh, who won who won the Stanley was it Vegas who won the Stanley Cup yeah. last year? Maybe like they saw like all these players like going around with the cup and thought it was cool, so that's what she was dressing up at. But yeah, she dressed up as like the actual like like a cup, so that was the thing. Yep. Coolest coolest costume I saw was a family ensemble of Scooby Doo, where they had. A baby and a fake dog in like a portable push mystery machine. So dope. I like I'm looking for women to volunteer for me to put a baby in them to be able to get one of those things. So huh. um send in applications, uh J J White at Yahoo dot com. Uh we'll 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 vet thoroughly. Uh but that was that was cool. They had that Fred, Daphne, they had the whole the whole gang, and then the the little like scream machine with the fake dog and the baby in it as Scooby was really was really funny. So good stuff. Halloween's my my favorite my favorite holiday, so it's a good time. Oh, fun! I didn't know that. Yeah, love Halloween, man. Good, good. I was so depressed when I broke my hand during Halloween like four or five years ago, and all I could do was put on an Undertaker T-shirt because I could barely move my arm because I was so hopped up on painkillers. Any hoodles. Can we get a pick? Oh, you dropped an interception. I hate you. Come on. Anyway. So, yeah. So, for Halloween, Halloween, we decided to go back to a top five. And we're doing Scream Queens. I think we did top five horror movies at one point. We might have done top five horror villains at one point because we're almost – I guess we are three years into this thing, right? This this whole crazy thing called the Two Bears Podcast. So, we're going to do our top five Scream Queens, our leading ladies – in horror movies or TV shows, you want to start or should I start? Uh, you tell me. I don't care. You know, I'm going to start. I I went TV at number five. I went Sarah Michelle Geller. 
Oh, Buffy. I thought it was all movies, but okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, I, I figure it's always like movies and TV with us. That's okay. what we do. But I, I mean, I could pivot. No, I'm not going to pivot. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Actually, she was in uh, She was in that. Um, I know what you did last summer thing too. So she could count for both. But yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, she made her bones there. I thought even I had never watched a ton of them, but I thought she was great. Thought she was destined for big things on the the big screen, and she just wasn't. But SM SMG Buffy, big time, big time thumbs up for me. Okay. Um, well. Mine is, like I said, is more just, uh, it's all movies. That's so, what I mean. That's, I, I, don't, I don't see why it matters. I am, my number five, I'm starting with, um, the actress's name isn't as well known, Judith O'Day, but she, that played, Carrie? she played Barbara in the night of, the original Night of the Living Dead, um, oh. which, yeah, it was, they're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming <laughs> for you. Okay. And um, yeah, so that was. I just went with that. Gotcha. Oh, man, we, I guess. I guess we could have. Uh, yeah, could have went eleven. She screams a lot in Stranger Things. Any hoodles. Um. Okay. All right. Number four. What Nev Campbell scream? Mm. I was. Uh, I was. I was. I was a big Nev Campbell fan because a party of five. I dug. I dug her work and. Uh, her uh, her skills in the first the first scream, kind of kind of tilted off there uh, in the late '90s for me. So that's why I have her. Um, I have another scream candidate, but she she only made four because she didn't she didn't she didn't ascend. She kind of descended from scream one, but thought she was pretty amazing in that. Number four for me was Linda Blair in The Exorcist. Okay, so she she was just a child at the time, but. I mean, such just an iconic film, and it, it, you know, it's documented how it messed her up for a while. But they've got some horrifying like spin on The Exorcist coming out with like two girls who get possessed. Have you seen the trailer for that? It might already be out. No, nah, I'm not into horror movies anymore. Yeah, I'm just shit, like, she looks terrifying. I, I try to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, it looks absolutely terrifying. All right, but, all right, going, yeah, going, going. Iconic performance. All right, number three. I probably popped the load a little too early here, and probably not doing her justice. But obviously, I kind of went. I kind of went a little roll tide in some of these rankings. Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween, probably she probably should be number one, if not one two. But for me, she's three. Uh, yeah, she's she she started the yeah started the whole thing with Halloween, uh, the whole Scream Queen kind of um, tagline. Uh, loved her in all of them. I thought she was really good in these re. I, I don't know if they're remakes or I guess like sequels to bad sequels, the ones that uh, Danny McBride did. I thought she was really good, but of course, like all all these franchises that they bring back for for just a one off to you know because they can't think of anything, then it does really well, and then they make too many more, and then they suck. But yeah, she goes number three for me. Number three for me was Nev, Kem- Nev Campbell. Nevy. Sydney, Sydney from Scream. I mean, Hello, was- Sydney. I had one of those. Did I tell you? I, had, I, I bought one of those voice changers. No. Yeah. I, I, I had that, and I used to like prank call people with it and fuck with them. That's from, really. From, ra- from Radio Shack. That's that's really cool, man. That's, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I was I was a big loser growing up, so. <laughs> but I had, this, I, had this, I had this Scream voice to, changer. To quote, to quote uh, old dads, you proud of that? <laughs> 
<laughs> I gotta watch it. Well, this will be next week. Oh Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, but yeah, Roll Tide, Nev Campbell. There you go. Nice, nice. Uh, number two, I went, I went Courtney Cox. I went uh, for for Scream, and now nice. oh, Gail Gail Weathers. I'm just a big, I'm just a big Courtney Cox fanboy, man. I I you know, I loved her. Like I loved her in Friends. That was my that was my go to. Like I didn't even like Jennifer Aniston. When she was in Scream, I thought she was awesome. She get she went she she lost way too much weight there in in a stretch between like '99 and like 2005, and then got you know decided that she, that wasn't the way to go and put the meat back on and just look sexy again after that. But man, she was awesome as Gail Weather. She was just in the first Scream. She was just a complete asshole. Like just played that role so perfectly. Um, and even when you thought she was gonna be the hero, she still fucked up. <laughs> uh, but she was great. Um, uh. I still haven't watched the the latest Scream, Scream Six, because I'm afraid that she's actually gonna die in this one, and I I don't I don't want to see I don't want to be in a world where Gail Weathers is no longer alive. Gotcha. Uh, my number two, I went with Jodie Foster in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Clarice. Oh, how did I forget? Oh man, that's embarrassing. I just yeah. watched that the other day too. Uh, I- I- iconic movie, iconic <sighs> performance. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know if she what she was in before then, but uh, so I don't want to say it launched her career. But the I'm accused. Say it launched well, her career. I think she might have won an Academy Award for the Accused. But okay. Well, <laughs> here, what what are those things worth? Yeah, exactly. That's true. Fair point. Not much. That's fair. Fair. That's I can't believe I I f that up, man. I'm the worst. Don't worry, you'll still win the poll. Good call. Good call. I will because my number one. Uh, I uh, you know you know. Melissa McBride. There's a there's there's a few women that just, no matter what, they're just my babies. I love them. I what whatever whatever they'd want, I would do. Melissa McBride, obviously from The Walking Dead. Uh, Rashida Jones, Roll Tide, and man, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I know what you did last summer. I I was obsessed with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, I I still don't understand why she wasn't a bigger movie star uh, than than she was. She should not have been doing like lifetime TV shows um, in the in the early two thousands. Like she ended up doing, she was just awesome. I wasn't a big. Did you see that? I, that I know you what you did last summer movies. Yeah, like they were okay. Like they obviously saw the they they saw the success of Scream and tried to like copy that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I it just you know the the cat like they had the casting there, but like the story was just <gasps> the story was just <sighs> was just kind of kind of lame. Um, was that football related? Uh, uh, but yeah, so just mad. She was, she was a dime. Still is a dime. I love her. She was the best. So, not, not that great of a. And then this, I don't even. I get it. I don't even know why they made a second one. It was the second one was so bad. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. Good, good stuff. My number one, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's the fair. Halloween that's, movies. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. when you think of this topic, that's the number one person who comes to my mind. Yeah, I, I agree. That's that. Touche. That I, I should have done that. I just again, I, I, I went a little too roll tidy with some of these. Between my number one and my Jodie Foster number two, you, you, are you gonna vote for me this week? I vote for you every week. That's the funny part. <laughs> I vote for you every week, and you still don't win. Uh, that's funny. That is. I funny. still can't. I still can't believe you botched the. Uh, what was the the usual? Was that what did we have? Best um, surprise endings. Yeah. And you had the usual side. You still couldn't beat me. Even when I said, I was like, oh, man, you're finally going to do it. And I think I still beat you like 72 to whatever. 
Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll just switch names and we'll play that game again. Because that's always don't, funsies. Don't put, um... There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, J.O. Steelers finally came up with the, uh... That's what I'm talking about. My, my, uh, uh, was when, uh, Ching, 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 Ching Zhang Oraku almost caught, like, the ball as it went through the the defensive, the safety's hands. Well, he should have got the interception, and he almost caught it for a touchdown. Gotcha, yeah. So, but yeah, here we go. There we go. That's what we needed. Um, all right. Nice. So, the only other thing, I, I referenced it earlier, Old Dads on Netflix. Which I'm only halfway through it because well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. We can talk about it next week. Yeah, it is hilarious. It, I I recommend everybody watch it. It is Bill Burr uh, stand-up comedy meets Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, and it's it's a like an hour and a half movie or hour forty-five, whatever it is. Um, so highly recommend everyone watch it. I and mean, I'm only halfway through it, but I'm, I'm laughing my ass off through that thing. So, yeah, I, when you, when you, I, I wasn't more pumped for it when you suggested, cause I, I just, just, for some reason I didn't read the full text and I just assumed it was like a Netflix, like documentary or like comedy thing for him. I didn't realize it was like a movie that he's in. It's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a movie. Gotcha. So, uh, that's exciting. Um, there's the interception. There it is. Wow. You're like super behind. I told you it was a full minute. Which is weird because we're both on, um, what do you call it? I'm on Verizon Fios. Yeah, but we're, we're watching Amazon Prime though, aren't we? Yeah. Like, does that matter? I don't know. Um. Okay, cool. What? Uh. Nothing else is, man, no, I, we need some shows. They're finally announcing these shows. Like, I don't think the writer strike is necessarily over, but maybe some networks are just making deals. But like some shows are coming back are being announced to coming back the summer and the fall of twenty twenty four. And I guess Yellowstone, like we joked our buddy Ted, friend of the pod, asked like when Yellowstone was coming back, and I just was like, never. And uh it seemed like a joke, but like it may never be coming it may actually never be coming back. Yeah, might not. This whole Kevin Costner thing. What I can't wait for that thirty for thirty. What what ha- what happened with Kevin Costner that in the middle in the middle in the middle of the fifth season of Yellowstone when it becomes the number one watch TV show in the world he just decides nah ain't for me like like what what happens there he and, and when he only says like nine words per episode we're already at war protect the ranch there <laughs> <laughs> comes Jamie. a point in a man's life Jamie make sit a down. Comes a point in a man's life where he's got to make a decision. Take him to the fucking train station. Like, like, like he said, he says like twelve words an episode. What could possibly, what could possibly have set him off that he's just like, nah, man, not for me. To completely derail the the buzz of the number one the show on television. Been here for hundreds of years. Uh it's like re- reroute the river. <laughs> like, wait, what's happening? What is happening? Oh man. Oh, nut stuff. So, but yeah, it's I slim pickings, man. I don't know. There's like really no no new shows and no gotta like. Keep, I gotta keep getting caught up on my Star Wars. There was all this, yeah, man. You're like cartooning it up. There was all that buzz that like potentially Cobra Kai was gonna come out like September 2023. We haven't even gotten a trailer for that. I, I don't. I I didn't think the writer strike was gonna affect that one, but I guess it has. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Maybe we'll we'll come up with some more. Uh, some more fun uh 
top fivesies. All right, man. Well, hey, this was uh, this was fun. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you you took the leash off me, and instead of making me part of the system, you allowed me to be the system. Taking the leash off. Taking the leash off. Uh, James Harden, go fuck yourself. Big kisses. See you out there. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talking about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>